Justin Tucker, you know, you're a man of the people. Um, <laughs> but Marlon, you, last time you had me on here, you, I, got, I got myself into a little trouble, all you, right? You, you get, look, now you're gonna have me mess around and say something silly like racks on racks, rack, 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 racks on racks, rack, 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 Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. Welcome into the show. Kyle here, your host on Hensley's Hangout, where we break down everything that's going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. I'm here with my co-host, Pat. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, Victory Tuesday's feeling good. Oh, yeah. We're blowing on the Saints pack over here. I'm faded <laughs> off the Saints pack. Uh, uh, hanging on that lean. Yeah. Uh, so going into bye week now, Ravens are 6-3. and three. I'm feeling pretty good. No, I was very impressed last night. Great um, team win. Yeah, Great team I, win. I was going into the game a little uneasy why this, the spread was only set at uh, one and a half in the Ravens' favor. Mm. So I put a little money on that because I was like, this is too good to be true. But I know the, the spread was like that because, as you're aware, Edwards, Bateman, and Andrews were out on offense. We weren't sure like how Lamar would be able to spread the ball around and the lack of the running game. But it wasn't it wasn't like the offense was incredible. But they had some really good drives, a lot of good like chemistry and uh, – Good cohesion, but the defense is the one that really stepped up last night. And thank God the Saints were just as hurt as we were. Yes, they had the fuck around gang at wide receiver too. And at, in the secondary. I mean, like, it's not like our, our receiving core looked incredible, but at least, I mean, it, what, seven or eight people caught like one pass each? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Saints have two of their marquee wide receivers out. Michael Thomas hasn't played since 2010. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, his, Mondays, his, his Mondays Instagram Mondays handle is uh, can't guard Mike. Well, you can't guard Mike when he's not on the field. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, he's bad. So, um, yeah, okay, go Ravens, good stuff. Uh, also, in other in other news, thank goodness, uh, Schwarberfest is over. Yes, still got the hoagies, but Schwarberfest is indeed over. Yep. Uh, Astros won the World Series. Um, huge day on the timeline for the most annoying people any of us have ever met. Yep, they got humbled. It was fun uh, watching Philly lose finally. Uh, I mean, everybody was rooting in America for Philly just because the Astros are cheaters and they always win, but, man – when you rub shoulders with Phillies, scumbags, it's not fun. So um, I guess pivoting off of, of the World Series, uh, the thing that the most annoying people on the timeline have pivoted to from there is uh, get out the vote, um, haranguing Gus in the timeline that we better go out and uh, show them the vote sticker or it's else. It's your choice. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> All the uh, cliche, like, it, it it's is, your time to shine. It like, is. Uh, it's your moment. It, vote or die. It is... Um, <laughs> Election day today on Tuesday, so um, just I guess laying down a little bit of a, an agenda for today. First, we're going to get into some trade talk that was going around, going on in the uh, in the league. Going to get into an election day special where we assign uh, a fantasy player to a couple of, of key roles in the in the local election, and then you know the usual stuff, reviewing week nine and uh, breaking down what we think is going to happen next week. Of course, we're also calling in with this week's winner, Brennan Oakley. Sounds good, like a good agenda to me. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, So what's first on the agenda? Trade talk? Yeah, let's get into trade talk. Trade talk. So uh, just to review, uh, just a couple of days ago, Pat was involved in a trade with, uh, excuse me, Donnie was involved in a trade Thank with uh, Fighting Joe Dennis's. So uh, Pat picked up Amari Cooper, and a third round pick. Is it this year? It's 2023. Correct. First, a third rounder and uh, traded that to Sean for Clyde Edwards Hilaire and a first rounder. 
Um, I mean, I obviously you're biased, but I got to say, I think this is a pretty solid trade all around. I mean, Cooper, really high potential ceiling with uh, Deshaun Watson coming back. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has shown that he can have ceiling games, but at the same time, he's in a really confusing situation with in the on the Chiefs' backfield. So I think the third and the first swap was probably like the right move along with those two players as well. Kind of sucks for you to lose your first round pick though. Yep, I mean uh, Donnie uh, used his phone in from prison to call up Joe Dennis, who was <laughs> walking down the uh, sporting goods aisle at a Walmart looking for some more utensils, and. Um, you know, I was just looking around the league trying to make a little bit uh, bolster squad getting ready for playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at Amari Cooper and I saw that, wow, he's having a sneaky good season. He's like a top 10 wide receiver right now. Whoa, is he really? Yeah, he's like seven. And wow. uh, he's getting a lot of targets. Are and you serious? I would not have guessed that. I know. I colored me shocked too. Hmm. And um, I reached out to Sean because I know he was in the trading block. And uh, I'll tell you what, before I go any further with this, major kudos to Sean. Um, have a lot of respect for him with the negotiating of this. Uh, he's really doing it right with building a squad back. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a couple of weeks ago, I could have sold him for a little bit higher. And um, after talking to Sean, you know, he kind of talked to me back a little bit, back and forth, why he needed my first for Amari Cooper. And um, at first he wanted to do Amari Cooper for Clyde Edwards in the first. And I said, listen, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire still is, quote-unquote, the guy. But uh, I'm going to need, a, like, a draft pick in return just to make it, like, you know, even. And I, I think I got a really good deal. I think Sean got a really good deal. But um, I think Adam, Brendan, and Paul need to take some notes on how to rebuild properly with uh, build, uh, with trading assets. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll get into we, – we, we've talked about, about Mundus's team and how we think that there's a bright future potentially. And, I mean, everything that's going on with the Bears the last couple of weeks, same could be true for Brendan. But Adam's got to get his ass in gear with that. Um Anything else on that? No. Uh, well, we, he was he wanted me to throw in Zach Wilson uh, oh, as a part no. of the trade. He wanted to just like basically toss it in as like a like a sweetener. <laughs> oh, and yeah, even though he year, even though second he, year quarterback. Yeah, and he hates Zach Wilson. And I'm like, okay, well, I, and we were like going back and forth about it. And he's like, okay, I didn't want Zach Wilson that bad. And I'm like, okay, like I know he's a lottery pick, and like jury's still out on him, but he's got a pretty high ceiling, in my opinion, with that offense and the way the team's projecting, like. I'm still a little uneasy about him, and I would trade him for the right price, but not for like just throwing in a sweetener. Yeah, I, I mean, well, I totally agree with you there. I think the ceiling could be super high, and also just being a two-quarterback league, it's like there's such a premium on quarterbacks. Yep, and he's he's already established starter. I mean, um, even though he's a lower-end starter, like in the 20s every week, um, you know, if somebody goes down or whatever, he's you still got to plug him in your lineup, and I it's mean, better to have a starter than not. Yeah, I, I just looking around the league at teams that ha- don't have great quarterbacks. Like, how does Sean get that guy? How does uh, Prudence get that guy? And I think with uh, you know we we talked about with Sean having multiple first round picks in the next two years, mm-hmm. second round picks. Well, you know, this year he's definitely going like maybe two quarterbacks in that first round because this is a you know a very heavy quarterback draft, and uh, some of those guys you know because they're so talented are going to be going into maybe teams that that might be shit scenarios, but they're going to plug in right away and start. And, I mean, Sean seems to acknowledge that it's a long game with this. But, no. yeah, like Pruden's got Rodgers, Brady, and Tannehill. And and he's playing pretty well this year. It's not like he's going to have a top and pick. Sh- and Sean just has Stafford and um, somebody else. But he's also got five first-rounders. Yep, and Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah. Who, we'll maybe. See, he's, again, another Zach Wilson-type. Jerry's still out on him. Mm-hmm. But, uh 
I've been really waiting for this special segment, special midterm election night voting. What do you think? I, I mean, let's let's cast our ballots. So, uh, special election night special here. Uh, we're going to cast our votes for a couple of a couple of different local government positions. Uh, very odd positions. So, the first one that we're going to be voting on is senator. Uh, that's turns up turns out senators up for re-election uh, this year. So, we're going to be electing the worst old quarterback, and I'm going to take Matt Stafford. The Rams absolutely stink. I mean, I, I feel like with a lot of these other guys, with Rodgers or with Brady. You can talk about how the the weapons aren't th- or the weapons haven't been there for Rodgers. Um, I mean Brady is that's a whole other situation what's going on with the Bucks. But I mean Stafford to come off of a, a Super Bowl and look this freaking bad. Yep, there's a uh, definitely a Super Bowl hangover in LA. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the lack of running game. Um, but that offensive line is decimated. Uh, Andrew Whitworth retiring. Mm-hmm. But my my senator has to be Matt Ryan. <laughs> Holy hell, what a fall from grace. Uh, Colts, you know, they're just a dumpster fire right now in terms of being run as an organization. They don't know what their direction is with the quarterback. And uh, getting bench for Sam Allinger, who isn't even doing that well, um, yeah, that's got to be that's gotta be hurtful. Uh, Matt Ryan, his his husband is getting hit with a hammer in his house and attacked <laughs> like uh, like Pelosi's hubby. Yeah, a big hardened dildo. That's, <laughs> yeah. what that's what the hammer <laughs> But, uh, uh, so I guess on the other the other <laughs> side of the spectrum here, let's vote for lieutenant governor. That is rookie of the year so far. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Kenneth Walker um, for him to have kind of been uh, high draft pick. Obviously, first couple weeks of the year, it was kind of waiting for the breakout. Rashad Penny had a couple nice games, but he then was also as, bouncing back from surgery. But then as soon as Penny left. Walker has just like totally blown up. He's had like tons of points every week. He looks incredible. The team seems super committed to the run. I think he's going to be great for the rest of the season. Yeah, and uh, technically he's not a rookie. Um, uh, I'm just going to give a special shout out uh, to Travis Etienne on my team mm. because uh, he he was on that Ben Simmons kind of deal where he sat out his rookie year because of an injury. So not qualified. Is his rookie deal not qualified? But, uh, no red just, shirt. Well, the only reason I was bringing him up real quick <laughs> was because of the Kenneth Walker situation. Like. Look what happens when they shipped out James Robinson. Like both mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker and Travis Etienne are doing well because in a backup. It's true. Like now they're the guys. But my quick rookie of the year, Chris Olave, um, having a really great wide receiver uh, season for the Saints, even with a uncertainty of quarterback. A lot of it has to do with them having depleted wide receiver room, like we talked about. But um, you know, with a loaded wide receiver draft uh, and him being the second wide receiver off the board, or second, I think he was second or third. Actually, third behind London and Wilson, so he was in a he was in a crowded class and he's uh, doing pretty well down there. I mean, he looks like he's just always open. He's just yeah, he's he lo- quick. He, he's he a good route good. runner. Um, so I'm sure uh, the Saints are happy with that pick. So uh, looking a little bit farther down the ballot here, uh, let let's vote for Comptroller. This is going to be a, a GM owner team of the year. Um, I got to go with uh, with freak billionaire Jim Ursay and uh, Mr. Ballard, the GM. Love what they're doing. Uh, love everything that's going on in the Colts organization right now. Uh, I think this running, is a current event pick. They're running. They're running a tight ship uh, with the Jeff Saturday Jeff, pick. So yeah, let, let's review. 
fired Frank Reich. Well, didn't they fire like they fired the offensive, offensive coordinator, coordinator two, first two, a week, last week? Mm-hmm. Fired. Like, oh, that's gonna fix things. So yeah. let's fire Frank Reich. Fired now. Frank. Well, first, actually, Ursay went into a press conference and said, "We're completely committed to Frank Reich. We love him moving forward." Actually, he committed to Ballard at that same one, so he might be out the door soon enough. Yep, he's. I think his perkies are uh, acting <laughs> up again. But uh, yeah, I. Then they hired Jeff Saturday, which was completely out of left field. And, of course, they fire an offensive coordinator, and they don't even have anybody to call plays now. So I actually I saw that they're, they have a guy that's calling plays who was previously the assistant quarterback's coach. Uh, he's never called plays before. He's 30 years old. So, uh, hey, big things coming. Hey, upda- I'm going to update my resume. I played Madden for a couple of years. I should <laughs> be able to be the – Adam actually was like a like ranked Madden player at one point. Well, hey, Adam should for- – forfeiture's team like Dan Snyder and go be the <laughs> offensive coordinator for the Colts. But I'm going to have to kind of piggyback off that and go uh, Al Davis and Dave Ziegler of Las Vegas. Love it. Love Just, what they're doing. Uh, we saw that stat today about their first round picks the last couple of mm-hmm. years. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, Wait, can you review what's happened with their first round picks just real quick? Oh, okay. Um, off the top of my head, you know, um, they didn't have one this year, I'm pretty sure. No. And uh, last oh, year was Henry. Leatherwood. Leatherwood Alex was last Leatherwood, year. He's they, go, he's they gone. reached. They reached from like they were. He was expected to be like a third rounder. Reached to the pick fourteen for that guy. He's gone. Yep. Henry Ruggs is in the clink next. Mm-hmm. He's. I think he's sharing a cell with Donnie. And, yeah. Uh, Tyron yeah, no, he's, Robertson. He's actually in the same clink as uh, Urban. Okay, Dan. That is Dan Urban's cellmate. Henry yeah, Ruggs. There is. we go. <laughs> and then like you know Jonathan Abram off the team already. Uh-huh. Uh, Cleveland Farrell's not that good. You know, um, and the only one they've really seemed to like do well on is Josh Jacobs, and they didn't even pick up his options, so it's not like they're doing well with their good. Jesus. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of fun stuff in uh, Las Vegas. I'll be sure to be getting the, uh, you know, the same haircut as Mark Davis soon. Yeah, uh, I would have voted for him if he was running for a comptroller of Baltimore County. For sure. So lastly, but not least, uh, we're going to be voting on appellate court judge. Uh, pick at any five of the eight that are on the ballot. Uh, this is Mister <laughs> Irrelevant. For fantasy football this year, my pick, Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to lie. As a DJ Moore owner, I was feeling pretty high on Baker Mayfield coming into this season. Like, anything could be better than what he was doing last season, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I expected after the everything same with Deshaun, production. Yeah. I was just thinking it, it might, ha- you know, I, I was thinking it could happen. Yeah, and it I wasn't did ex- not happen. Yeah, I just, like, think he got a little dose of what happens when you're in a poorly run organization, which ironically is worse right now than the, the Browns, but it's like mm. they don't have a good offensive line. Um, I was really uh, not not overly surprised by how bad he was playing, but like you know, not expecting it to be that bad. And uh, his immaturity issues are you know really showing. So he played the second half of week 10 or of week 9 rather, and um, he was after P.J. Walker was benched. But then after the game, they announced Walker will be the starter for Week 10. And uh, what's his name? Darnold, who is, I think, owed like $18 million this year, which is like got to be one of the worst contracts of all time. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is coming off of injured reserve soon. So, like, Baker could literally be released. Yeah, there's a They're lot not going to carry all yeah, three of those no, guys. No, and, and like, P.J. Walker's they, been they, playing better than and, Baker generally. you know, two things is, like, again, we talked about it before. Matt Corral, they, they drafted. They don't know what the jury is on him yet. Oh, yeah. And they're, right. and they're going to be drafting high again. So, like, a lot, of, a lot of uncertainty to that quarterback room. But I'm going to go with my appellate court judge, George Kittle. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure about George Kittle. I've never been – high on George Kittle like when he is on the field like he's very dominant um but yeah, an like injury four games a season yeah like <laughs> I just don't 
No, like he doesn't have the consistency that I would, and a lot of or I was expecting, and also uh, the injuries. Like, I mean, we could bash a lot of people for injuries, but George yeah. Kittle uh, has got to be mine. And he hasn't really. That hasn't even been the thing this year. Like last year, we wouldn't be talking about him here just because he wasn't even playing. But this year, he has been playing and just hasn't been all that great. Yep. Um, so, I guess is that it? Any anything else? Are we gonna uh, put our ballots into the big machine? Are we staying up till two a.m. like uh, regular election to see who wins and stuff? That's yeah, this is my this is my definitely. dad this is my dad's Super Bowl. Oh Christ! <laughs> but well, uh, yeah, we got on our that week note, nine review. Let's jump into week nine. Last week today. So uh, I guess before we even get into it, let's just let's just review here. Pat went five and zero on his picks uh, this past week. He picked Boakland to beat himself, uh, Erdman to beat me, Mundus to beat Heflin, McCracken, which I also picked, and Prudence, which I also picked. Uh, so I'm drinking. Let me just I'm, I'll just get it over with. <laughs> so it was yellow. I definitely was on the Lorics, wasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I thought you liked that stuff. <laughs> yeah, hit a little <laughs> different this week. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> all right. <sighs> let's get into the matchups. <laughs> You're right. First and foremost, let's talk about Donnie versus Boakland. I mean, easiest thing to talk about. Let me take this <laughs> real quick because I mean, I'm not mad, but you know, if you look at it, Joe Mixon, if he take, he scored 56 points, right? Is, he, that, is that the biggest fantasy performance of the season? By far. Gotta be. Yeah, by like... I don't t- think anybody's touched 50. Uh, no, a couple guys have been in the like low 40s, but like, let's say Joe Mixon has like a, a, a pretty good game and um, you know scores 30 less points. I, I don't necessarily... I wouldn't have necessarily won, but that would have been... like He would have scored 126 points as a team. He had like 105 points from three guys alone. <laughs> he almost outscored... And like, I didn't have a terrible week, but I didn't also have like one of my... Normal 130-something point weeks. And, uh, wow, five touchdowns. Is that how many he scored? Four, uh, four rushing, four one Four rushing, receiving. one receiving. Insane. Fucking ridiculous. And, uh, you, you know, he started the three Rams because uh, that should be a band, the three Rams. So, but, uh, well, cup, uh, coming off of last week, we were talking about, oh, is his ankle hurt? I think the answer is no. No, he's the only person who shows signs of life on that Rams offense. Goose egg from Higby. How about that? I mean, I'm not shocked. I mean, Allen Robinson, so first he of sucks. all, the three-pack of Rams, starting the three-pack of Rams, bold strategy. I mean, I kind of get it. Higby has had a couple of big weeks, starting A-Rob this week, suspect. But, you know, he's nursing some injuries on no, his team, that's so that's why he had Didn't to, have a lot and of he options. told us that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, nice little 36-pointer from uh, Mahomes and mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs. You know, they squeaked out another win. Uh, Titans gave him a tough game, but uh, we talked about this earlier with the trade, but... Uh, you know who I'm staying away from right now? Anybody who is in that Chiefs offense that isn't Mahomes or Kelsey. It's Wide tough, receiver, man. like, all of them have the potential to go off. It's too much of a running, nice And the running backs, too. There's They have a weird little rotation going on there. Like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire somehow is, like, losing touches to Isaiah Pacheco and uh, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon, not just Pacheco. Yeah, I wouldn't touch either of them right now. And that, that was part of the reason why I tried to get rid of Edwards-Hilaire while I could before – you know, he's totally phased out. I mean, he could be getting mm-hmm. opportunities on another team eventually, but right now, you know, but it is a Chiefs offense, so we'll see. The one other thing I want to talk about on Brennan's side is the questionable mark next to Aaron Jones. Uh, he went down, I guess, what, in like the third quarter mm-hmm. of that game. 
Um, I guess we'll see if he comes back. I, I feel like every season Aaron Jones misses a couple of games. And or this it seems just, like he's nursing something, but he yeah, still plays. And right. So this we might just be entering that phase of the season for Aaron Jones. Uh, not a whole lot of talent waiting in the wings to be replacing him. No, but Brennan's team, when it is like able to facilitate, he can. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if those I mean, Chargers receivers get healthy with Williams and Allen, that true. could do some damage. And if uh, Joe Mixon puts up 50 points again next week. Um, yeah, and I'm tired <laughs> – Tired of also uh, sports pundits like raving about the Bengals mm. and like how they're unstoppable if they run the ball that well, dude. They played the fucking Carolina Panthers, like it's true. Like yeah, they're like good, but they're still five and four, and they've had some pretty bad losses this year. Two guys just to talk about real quick on your side, Etienne and Hawkinson. So Etienne has been knocking it out since Robinson left. Yep, he looks awesome. No, but he's he's gonna continue. To eat. I'm very happy. Uh, I had a, they talked about him like being a guy this season, but the Robinson, you know, lingering there was like, you know, the reason why he wasn't able to do what fantasy people had projected. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hawkinson, uh, I had to start him because uh, I'll segue into it in a second. But you know, Hawkinson, I wasn't sure to start him in his first week for the Vikings, but it seems like they utilized him well, and it also benefited Justin Jefferson well. Oh, definitely. I mean, honestly, I was not expecting it for Hawkinson. Nope. Like, just coming in, having to learn both, like, the blocking bits and the passing bits. Um, but And I wasn't so sure how hard that would be going from an interdivisional team. That's true. Um, but I was planning on starting Darren Waller against the Jaguars. He's off the junk. Yeah, I uh, he's back on the junk, actually, because he ever since I traded for him, he hasn't played one game for me yet from Adam, so thanks, cocksucker. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so your matchup too uh, was pretty fun. You know what? This was this was neck and neck for most of the day on Sunday. Um, I was feeling pretty good about it, but Raheem Mostert couldn't keep it going. DJ Moore had a dog shit game. He had like zero targets at halftime. Um, yeah, there's Kyle, a lot to talk Kyle about. Kyle Pitts here. obviously gave me another stinker, but <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't keep up with uh, I couldn't keep up with Erdman. No, uh, for your team though, um, I know you had some interesting starts with Cordero Patterson and. and uh, Christian Kirk on your bench. So let me let me just defend myself here. Cordero Patterson coming off the IR. You're nope. gonna slot a 32 year old so right back into the starting. I lineup. I won't roast you for that one. But who I will roast you for is Christian Kirk because Christian Kirk was going against a, a pretty favorable opponent, and uh, I, I wasn't. I think I think Christian Kirk would have been a nicer start than. DJ Moore, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and DJ Moore has been having some really good games, good games. But on the road against Cincy, a, a pretty good defense. Uh, it's a tough start with uh, even though PJ Walker has been doing all right. Yeah, but that was a bad break. A court, you know who's also a guy that's not being talked about that much, but should be is Tyreek Hill. Oh my another, god! Another another hundred forty plus yards and a touchdown game. Yeah, I mean he he gets like at least hundred and twenty yards basically every single game. Whether he gets the touchdown or not, I mean, it's like it's it's awesome. Yeah, and like <laughs> I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, but like when I lose, and I mean, you were just on what a six game winning streak yeah. up until this point. Mm-hmm. So like I lost, and I was like, yeah, whatever. But like we're gonna be in playoffs, so it's like it's it's I don't I don't like hang my head like fuck I lost this game, but it's just like still like I want to make sure that my guys are playing well and I'm mm-hmm. setting the right lineups. And, you know, for Tyler, speaking of setting the right lineups, very efficient manager, again, making mm-hmm. sure that he gets the most points out of his mm-hmm. lineups. His running backs are still holding him alive. You know, Derrick Henry still being a bulldozer. Dude. Austin Eckler, clearly the only guy that's staying healthy and producing well in the Chargers after a slow start. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Eckler and Henry are playing like this, Tyler is totally unbeatable. It hurts as well. I mean, this was not even a ceiling game for Tyler 
really across the board, and he still put up those three guys are points. averaging like 20, 25 points a game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his his team's awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Mostert, they brought Jeff Hill in, and I think Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Wilson, excuse me, and I think I, I mean I think this might be the end of the uh, of the Raheem Mostert. Yeah, uh, so I wasn't high on him uh, to start the year either because well, no. but they had Chase Jeff, Edmonds too. No. So like, I think what no, they did, nobody was, but it was ni- it was a nice surprise was a nice, to yeah, see him playing yeah, well. Yeah, for sure. I just think uh, with the appearance of a second running back that they invested in Chase Edmonds, obviously they didn't get the production out of him as they liked, but they shipped him out and got Jeff Wilson in return, which is base. And Jeff Wilson did exactly what they were hoping they were doing for Chase Edmonds. Well, and the two guys played together. What was it, just last year? Yeah, they were, they were really ham and egging out there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, whatever. We'll see what develops. I still got plenty of players on wider, or on running back, so we'll see. It's Tyler Tyler got me this week. Yep. He's back He's back in first after one week off. Mm-hmm. Up next, uh, Heflins versus Mundus. This was our toilet bowl. Pretty close game. Uh, this was our toilet bowl. Uh, yeah, it was just... It's a week. Uh, I think you want to check the plumbing on that. <laughs> uh, pretty close game. Mundus ended up covering the spread, though. Um, yeah, Devontae Adams went went pretty crazy after getting like one point last week. Yeah, and uh, he also got one point in the second half. The Raiders got shut out in the second half after like having thirty three points to start in the first half for Adam. Or yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Adams. Yeah, they uh, Raiders are uh, Raiders fucking, in trouble. What a fucking bad team, dude. Yeah, it sucks. Just choking. You hate to see it. I mean, Devontae Adams, you deserve better, but nope. uh, <laughs> but also Mundus had some favorable bounces with, uh, and that's a pun with Curtis Samuel. Mm, uh, oh yeah, with the ref setting him a high flex flex pick in the flex <laughs> offense, and uh, Juju Smith had a pretty good game. But uh, yep, he left James Robinson on his bench, uh, who looked pretty good against the Bills. Uh, I think that was a good start by Paul leaving him on the bench. But uh, I think James Robinson should st- probably start getting some looks. I mean, especially if Swift is going to stay banged up. I mean, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Swift hasn't been at full speed since, like, week four of last nope. year. <laughs> nope. And uh, even though he lost, you know, um, Mundus uh, – I'm sorry, Heflin has to feel good about the Bears right now. Oh, God, I mean uh, – As on and off the field as a fan of uh, Justin Fields, uh, really, you know, showing why the Bears drafted him so high these last couple of weeks. 178 rush yards. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yep. And, I mean – not not to like take away from it at all, but Dolphins defense, if they're gonna not mm, it's do a, that, or they're not going very far with that defense. That's a good it's a good matchup anytime your guys are playing Miami, that's for sure. And, yeah, the Dolphins are really taking uh, the best offenses of their good defense approach. I mean Montgomery didn't hardly get anything because it was just fields all the way around. Not really sure about David Montgomery going forward. I think Cleo Herbert's starting to show his so some signs too. Evan Ingram isn't marked as as out or questionable or anything, but I thought he left that game injured. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what happened in that. I was kind of paying attention to other games, and I was just looking for fan, or, uh, betting aspects as I bet on the Jags to cover their spread, and they did. But other people out there, quarterbacks-wise, that are from both sides um, of these guys, Mac Jones, a uh, little unsure about him. And we talked about Baker earlier, but Mac Jones and the Patriots. I feel like Mac Jones is entering kind of like a, a Jimmy Garoppolo type of role. You know, game manager, great defense. Like, he doesn't have to do much. 
Right. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson looks awesome. Like there are some guys on the Patriots that are getting an okay. Like uh, what's Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers is getting a decent number of points every week, and then it's kind of a toss up between like is it going to be Devontae Parker or who are some of the other guys like on that Kendrick team? Bourne? Yes, and the tight ends like yes. Henry and John New Smith. But like Mac, it's not going to be it's, Mac Jones is like a pocket guy. I'm not sure if I'm out on Mac Jones yet. I think he's just mediocre. Everybody keeps yeah. calling for Bailey Zappi. Yeah, and, like, well, no, no I, I don't know about all that. I think Mac Jones is a Good real serviceable. life, He's good serviceable. real life, serviceable real life quarterback, mediocre to bad fantasy quarterback. Yeah, right. But still, you know, in this in a league like this, you got to have somebody like that just in nope, case I agree. a starter goes down. Um, McCracken. Joe let's Dennis. get into McCracken versus Joe Dennis. Um, Josh squeaked out a win with 114 points here. Good for him. Yeah, um, and I think uh, I might need to roast you again. I think uh, we we joked about it earlier, but. I think uh, Josh is making on that Geno Smith trade. Yeah, he sure is, man. I mean, two. You could, and, and like, I wouldn't say you need Geno. Like, I mean, but Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. But I mean, you got AJ Dillon, who's not producing at all, and Geno Smith is having not just comeback player of the year vibes, but also possible MVP vibes. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I feel glad that I don't need to play AJ Dillon on a week to week basis. You know, that's kind of a that was an investment. It's a longer term stash, and it's also, I mean. He right now has kind of like a Pollard role where like when Jones misses time, he can fill in valiantly. Um, and like let's just hope that he ends up getting a bigger and position a lot of, I think, sooner or later. And I also don't think nobody foresaw the Packers struggling this much on Dude, offense and utilizing no. the run. So that's yeah. probably a little bit to do with it too. So, I mean, yeah, Josh has a really strong baseline with Tua and Geno every week. Foreman stunk this week. That's not going to be the case every week, I don't think. I mean, he looked great a couple weeks before that. Panthers just couldn't get anything going on offense until the second half when Bengals were going prevents. So I will say, shout I think out, just a bad shout out to Josh for picking up that rookie black shear off of waivers. I saw him do that. I was like, bro, who the fuck is this, bro? Who the fuck? What is Josh doing digging this deep? And then, sure enough, like he actually had a had pretty, a nice week. Had like I mean, just I think he had like fifteen points because he had a touchdown. He had a like a four four for forty receptions and stuff. So I thought I thought he played okay, but uh, yeah. For Joe Dennis, though, we talked about it earlier. Kenneth Walker, uh, he's definitely legit. I think yep. I think the Seahawks as a whole, uh, they chastised him for you know being a poorly run organization. They weren't sure if it was Russell. They weren't sure if it was Carroll. Uh, Pete Carroll looking like coach of the year right now. Um, that defense, they made some really good picks with uh, yeah, no the. Doubt. I forget uh, Tariq Woolen is a good cornerback, and mm-hmm. I just think uh, you know. The, the haul they got in that Russell Wilson trade, they, they're going to be able to make some solid, you know, first round and second round picks. Who the hell thought it was going to play out like that, man? Not me. <laughs> I, uh, and being the most, all, better, the best all around team in that division, you mm-hmm. know, it's you got this underperforming uh, 49ers right now due to injuries. Mm-hmm. You got a Super Bowl hangover with the Rams and uh, the fuck around gang going on in Arizona right now. So, yeah. That, Whoever placed a future bet for the Seahawks to do well this year is probably raking in that money. I guess, last but not least, let's get into uh, Prudence versus Nate McGreal. First of all, happy, happy birthday, birthday Nate. Nate, of course, like every week. Uh, Nate continues to have absolutely no chance at winning on a week-to-week basis. Uh, max points of about 80 or so uh, on average week-to-week. Mm. Uh, Prudence should definitely be counting as lucky stars. He, uh, he squeaked this one out with 104 points. You brought some... Two things I want to say there. Uh, Nate um, kind of talked about it a little bit before the show. I don't know when he's getting out of that hole, man. Um, 
I really hope uh, he's got some ways to get some draft capital. Um, there's not really much on his bench or something that anybody wants. But uh, one thing I've noticed about Prudence's teams is, like, he's got a pretty good record, but his points compared to his contemporaries with his records isn't mm-hmm. really there. So he's, like, he's getting lucky with, like, guys on off weeks, per se. Yep. And uh, I think he's got a good team. Don't get me wrong. But, like, compared to, like, the juggernauts of, like, Tyler, you, myself, He's had Brennan, a candy ass Yes, yes. But um, he still, you know, he doesn't make the schedule. So he, yeah, of he, course. You are what your record is. and uh, But it's kind of not to pour salt in the wound for Adam, but, uh, you know, second-round pick for him. But Malik Willis, yeah. definitely premature, but he, they don't really have a choice because Tannehill's out. But, Is it two starts? Yeah. Absolutely I think he, he hasn't terrible. even eclipsed 100 yards yet in passing and like no. had like a 33% completion percentage. And, I mean, this is kind of like – I mean, this, there's He's a lot of, there, And there's a lot of teams in this position where they have nobody at receiver. You know, Malik Willis can't do what Lamar does necessarily. No. Uh, the team's not set up like that. And he's also just not as good. Right. So he can't make it happen with Devin DuVernay and Tylen Wallace in the way that Lamar has. Um, I guess they're going to get Traylon Burks back sooner or later. The reality is they basically traded A.J. Brown, AJ Brown for uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. So, like, the guy's going to have to inherit. Jerry's still out on him, but, you know, oh, AJ Brown. Of well, like, they're going to give him a role. They have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, uh, you know, Tennessee's whole offense runs through Derrick Henry, and mm-hmm. Tannehill has made his career off of being uh, a mediocre, if not a slightly better than mediocrity quarterback. Um, but uh, Prudence just kind of pip, like piggyback. Like, I don't want to give Adam the. You know, <laughs> stiff arm him the whole day. So we'll just move to Prudence. Uh, you know, he did one of the things that we talked about all the time. He did all the three pass catchers for Philadelphia, or mm-hmm. the three main pass catchers. Yeah. Um. He he won the game, but you know, against Houston, wasn't exactly the worst play. But it's just hard to spread the ball around for three guys, and he gets the points that he needs to win. But one of those guys isn't going to eat. Of course, yeah. They're not all going to get fifteen plus, and it's probably going to be uh smith it's not going to eat um what was i going to say dude the texans look pretty freaking good on thursday night no they did i uh i was kind of killing myself that i didn't put money on them to they're plus 14 Mm. short week at home thursday night football the home team always like you know they don't they're always not projected to win but they have a strong advantage on a short week I thought 14 points a lot, even though for an undefeated team versus the ranked 32nd team. Um, but One, Damian Pierce is their only guy right now, especially with them like healthy scratching Brandon Cooks because he was uh, was he, he was upset. Yeah, he's at home playing Madden. That's for sucks. sure. Yeah, uh, tough bench for Prudence has got to be Garrett Wilson. He's uh, he's a pretty good rookie. I think he's building a rapport with Zach Wilson, his brother. Heck yeah, he looks. I mean, and like Olave, he's just always right where they need him to be. I think he was. Like. I think they were both Ohio State wide receivers. Hmm. I think they're uh, doing really well. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson, if they can build on that connection with Brees Hall, and for the future, I think they have a really promising offense. But uh, just keep Garrett Wilson's uh, mom away from Zach Wilson, or he'll be his stepfather for sure. So. Uh, I guess that does it for the matchups. You want to uh, want to give Brennan a call? Yeah, let's see what uh, Lieutenant Oakley has to say. All right.
Hey, how's it going, Brennan? What's up? You're on uh, Hensley's Hangout podcast. Uh, so you obviously were our number one scorer this week, 145 points. Um, Against me. So that's what, twice you've been the highest scorer in three weeks since you've been back? How's it feel? Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, definitely helps when you have the highest... Uh, <laughs> High score on your team for sure. Five, uh, probably five the best. In one game. Got to be the best fantasy performance of the year. That's got to be definitely in top ones of all time. Uh, I just kept seeing that and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I'm like, "Of course, I'm playing Brennan, who's fucking got him." <laughs> like my luck. But uh, congrats, man. That was a fun matchup. But uh, what were you thinking when uh, Mixon was going off? Uh, I had the family in town, and so we were just hanging out. And I was watching, I had my phone up next to me, and I was just watching, all right, they're in the red zone, one touchdown. Oh, got the ball back, red zone again, another <laughs> touchdown. I was like, well, this is going to be helpful. And then another one and another one. I was like, dude, this dude's going off. <clears throat> so Do you have uh, sleeper uh, notifications set up on your phone? Yeah, I have it set up. But I so that like was probably just like... Your, your phone basically, like, your, ba- your phone battery must have died. Yeah. <laughs> all the Joe Mixon updates. I'm just seeing yeah. this shit, and I'm like... Dude, him, Patrick Mahomes, and Cooper Cup had like 105 points just Crazy. between the three of them, and I think I scored 119 as I mean, a team. And Mahomes, Mahomes has looked awesome the last couple of weeks. I feel like last year we were this this time of last year we were talking about like, oh, is Mahomes really all that? He had a kind of mediocre start to the season. No, but he's I having an MVP year. Yeah, sure. and I mean with uh, without Tyreek, like who to thunk it? Yep. But, uh, Brennan, uh, one of the questions we wanted to ask you uh, off the football field, how's your son Barrett doing? He's doing good. He's uh, We got him down after uh, bath time, and he's sleeping soundly currently, but he'll probably wake up around 4 o'clock and <laughs> scream, and then uh, I'll get our day started. He makes it all the way to 4? Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a couple times whenever uh, I'd just gotten back, and he made it all the way from, like, Six to six, which was unheard of. But oh, was, my God. Wild. Yeah, Kyle, you're going to need to take this offline with Brennan and see yeah. what you can do with Theo over Dude, here. Dude, I mean, so just a, a quick summary. Uh, it typically, and this is this is a recent, um, I guess, r- something he's recently learned that is a huge upgrade from what he was doing before. He We, we get him down like 7.30 or something like that, and he will sleep until about 1.30, and then he wakes up again around 4.30 or 5. Um so I mean that that we were getting up like basically every other hour until the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it was for Nikki in the very beginning. I'm sure it probably was, but he's been he's been doing pretty well. We give him a bottle right before, like same thing around seven seven thirty, and mm-hmm. that's when we put him down. And then he's usually almost like clockwork is making it to like four o'clock, and then he's ready for another feed, and then sleeps until put him back down, sleeps until like seven. Damn, good for you guys. That yeah, rocks. You guys uh, love that. You definitely have to talk about that later. Yeah. But uh, Brennan, uh, you're playing uh, one of your, uh, I guess, uh, allies this week, uh, the Heflin Syndicate, because of uh, a fellow Bears fan. Uh, Two part question: One, how are you feeling about the Bears? Uh, I know they had a pretty tough loss against the Dolphins, but you know Justin Fields has been, uh, you know, showing some signs finally. Uh, what's your What's your take on the Bears and uh, all that? Yeah, I thought thought they were going to pull it out this last week, which was kind of uh, upsetting. They definitely had an opportunity there at the end and kind of squandered it. Uh, but Fields is it's the Bears. Fields is definitely uh, 
the way to go, I think, with the team. He's they like they. I think uh, Brendan has said it on one of the podcasts. Like they have, they're definitely in the right spot. They got some uh, definitely rebuilding and getting some players that need to be uh, <clears throat> brought in. But I think they're in a good place for the next couple of years to get to where they need to be. The Ro- the Roquan Smith thing, I don't really, I don't really get that one. But uh, after he has a huge game, let's mm-hmm. just uh, so yes. That's a interesting. Uh, that's an interesting point you made about Roquan Smith. Uh, I know Brendan was pretty upset about it, but I wanted. To, I guess our uh, Kyle and I, as Ravens fans, you know, we are ecstatic about him. Um, yeah. I know. Uh, I know he uh, didn't necessarily want to leave Chicago. He wanted a, a deal done, but wanted to be traded if they couldn't get a deal done. So um, you know, and I think you guys got you know picks back from him. I think you guys could have gotten a little bit more, but with the contract year and being a middle linebacker, but. So why uh, why are you a little puzzled by the trade? It's just because of the well, I mean, value. It's, it's just it's the same same thing. I feel like the Bears have been doing for the last few seasons. You get like a really good uh, defensive player that completely changes Cleo the Mack. aspect of your, of your yeah exactly Cleo Mack, and then you all right so he does great for a couple of seasons, and then leading the NFL in sacks, and then we'll just uh, fucking get rid of him. Oh, then, was it thing. last year Leonard Floyd? Same deal. Not that he was quite as much of a game changer. But he as... went to L- he went to LA. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. Now that you've said something about that, Brennan, it is pretty interesting that they have these. You know, because they. I mean, not to like shit on the Bears or anything, but you know they are picking high in the draft. They, they would have held, held on to all of them. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. They're they're picking top ten in the drafts constantly because they aren't a very good team. So they are you know getting first pick at these mm-hmm. high like once in generation talents like the Cleo Max Roquan Smiths. Um, and yeah, why not? Why not resign Roquan? I guess I, I don't know. Well, I uh, well, we'll let Brandon answer before I you know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like they're they're just continually pushing their top defensive players out of out of the defense, and so like if you just hang on to these guys, and we would have had an unbelievable defense. Like we had the secondary was a couple of years ago not great, and then they uh, picked up. A few that are actually, but then that's the same thing. They got rid of, uh, I can't remember what his name was, um, one of the cornerbacks that was leading the team and, and interceptions and then just fucking get rid of him. I think so. We're not getting anything. Like, what are we doing with just all these uh, defensive players and then we're not showing any progress with any of the so picks I that think were, that were what the one thing is about the Bears and I could be wrong here but with new GM new coach they want to bring in their own guys and I think they've you know they've realized kind of what you talked about earlier about Justin Fields is like he is the franchise and if you're not going to re-sign Roquan Smith um, you need to deal him to build capital or I'm sorry build players around Fields and one of those players would be wide receiver and especially left tackle because mm-hmm. he's still running for his life out there mm-hmm. i think the bears are doing a good job now of finally utilizing him for design runs because he is you know a stronger with speed right. but you know they made that little deal for chase claypool which also a little bit puzzling but they need it he's better than what better they than have nothing. Yeah, than nothing. so i think uh i think what the bears main thing is now is while they have a solid defense that can get them through games they want to start improving that offense and putting the pieces around justin fields to you know jury's still out on him i know bears fans have a lot of optimism for him so um that's what their new i think their uh you know agenda is going forward in the future yeah i definitely think that he's He's shown great progression going into this year, so I think uh, 
like you said, just getting those weapons for them is going to be huge for them. So uh, I guess looking at your own lineup for Week 10 moving forward, how you feeling? Well, I like this last week I was like uh, Pat made a comment of having all the Rams on there, but like I didn't have anybody because everyone decided to go out this this week, and so all of my players either had a buy or out, and so that mm-hmm. was what I had to go with. And so luckily, uh, like I said, Mixon had it had a game of his life, uh, but this next this next one I don't I think will be all right, even with uh, even with uh, some of the buys, but. I don't think uh, I think I'm fine. Yeah, let's hope let's hope Aaron Jones isn't out for real. Yeah, and uh, whenever your uh, Chargers want to come back from lunch slash IR injury, you let me know. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I guess Uh, one last question to wrap it up. Gotta ask, how you gonna spend that sweet twenty dollar bonus? Diapers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's. I've got a lot of friends with newborn babies, either formula or diapers. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, cheers, man. Thanks so much for calling in. Appreciate it. Good talking to you, Brennan. Yeah, man. See you. Bye. Always nice to hear from him. Uh, salute to Brennan. A couple of a uh, couple of big weeks here. Um, you want to get into I Choose You? Yes, sir. All right, so just like every week, me and Pat are going to pick who we think the winners are going to be uh, in week 10, and whoever gets the fewest right is going to be drinking some nasty liquor at the beginning of next week's episode. Before we get into this, I I do want to kind of critique the way you've been taking your shots. I mean, mean, uh, your reactions have been a little bit, uh, I don't want to say soft, but oh. something along those lines, you know, okay. I'm taking those Bartons yeah. like it's just, you know, whiskering out of Listerine and, you're yeah. like, and your body looked like you had an aneurysm when you had that shot of Malort. It must have been a while since your last one. You know what? Yeah, I got I to gotta toughen up. All right. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll switch it up next week if I lose and I'll take the Malort to see how I react. Yeah, maybe I should tr- I, I should sip the Bartons just to, for a change of pace. Well, um, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting, though, because we do play each other this week. And, yeah, I'm uh, going to smash the marquee matchup button for this one. So uh, I'm taking myself in this one. However, I will say, uh, toward the end of that Bills-Jets game, mm. uh, Allen took a hit right on his elbow. Yep, his throwing elbow. Yeah, you absolutely hate to see that. And I don't think it's a problem long-term, but it might be a problem this week. So I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Um, I've been actually just curious, just for Josh Allen being all the Bills' success, Um they're a little quiet about this uh, this UCL, this ulnar collateral li- ligament. I completely um, agree. Some nerves. Um, uh-huh. I'm not sure if it's a temporary or a long-term thing. I mean, you know, obviously it leaves his – and this is a big game for them. They got the, the Vikings, excuse me. Yeah, um, Vikings 7-1. and one. Yeah, they got one, uh, one loss. But uh, I'm only hoping that he's out long-term, no offense, um, <laughs> just because of, you know, the Bills – have will be a team that the Ravens have to go through to get of the course. Super Bowl. Yeah, it's true. But um, you know, I can't not bet on myself against you as mm-hmm. you being my co-host, one of my closer friends, and uh, we have to just bet on ourselves this week. Uh, but if it makes you feel better, I don't have Lamar this week. And well, Burrow's out for me. That's right. 
So who do we, you have? A little bit of a weird You have week. Davis Mills, and I have Jared Goff. <laughs> and I've got Kenny pick six. I got Jacoby Brissett. I've got... <laughs> Kenny uh, pick six. That's a good one. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of fun <laughs> stuff going on in our quarterbacks if uh, if you can't have Allen going. Boy. Uh, up next, we got Mundus versus uh, Joe Dennis. Is this our toilet bowl? Is this our toilet bowl for the week? I think so. Yeah. I think it Let's is. Let's flush it. Um, I'm taking Mundus here. We got a couple of weird matchups going on for him. I mean, a lot of red looking down the uh, the matchup list, but I'm still going to go with him. Yeah, I'll ride with Paul this week. Uh, I think Dennis doesn't have the depth to keep up with with uh, Paul's firepower of Herbert and Adams, uh, even with Chase still remaining out for Paul. Um, so I'm going to go with Mundus as well. Up next, McCracken versus Nate McGrill's birthday. Happy birthday, Nate. Happy birthday, Nate. But I don't think either of us can can take Nate in this one. I think I think he is officially on notice. Until further notice, no one is picking Nate McGrill. Um, we will be uh, calling in Adam if he does win a game and throwing him a true happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're singing happy birthday to Nate on the pod um, when he wins. And then the next person we call in is the person that he beats to make sure they didn't kill themselves. <laughs> Uh, up next, we were just talking to Brennan. Uh, so, Boakland versus the Heflins. I have a feeling the Heflins might win this one in an upset. I'm taking it. No, nope, can't uh, do it. No mixing for, uh, for, for Boakland. Jones is banged up. I mean, if they sit him, um, I think Heflins has a chance. I mean, Claude and Lowell, great matchup for the Bears against the Lions. I think, you know, Justin Fields and uh, Mooney might have big games. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm rooting for the upset here. That's uh that's definitely a high possibility. Uh, Bears have been playing well and the offense starting to click, and I believe they are at home against the Lions too. And mm-hmm. Jared Goff doesn't play that well away from home. Uh, but Boakland, I want to ride with him. Um, but like we said, Fields versus Detroit will definitely make this one close. And last but not least, the Erdmans versus Prudence. This is going to be a tough one. Yeah, this uh, is our. Uh, if it wasn't for us playing each other, this is a pretty good marquee matchup as well. I'm taking Prudence in this one. Um, Erdman's are facing some really tough matchups. Uh, Kirk faces Buffalo's D. Uh, Eckler and Everett are facing San Francisco. McLaurin's got the Eagles, and Henry has got Denver, which has been a stout defense. So definitely some tough matchups, even though all around a better team for Erdman. So I- I'm taking Prudence this time. Yeah, that'll definitely be a close one too. I'm just going to ride with the better squad with Erdman. Um Prudence's team is a little suspect at times. Um, A.J. Brown has definitely been carrying him, but with the lack of quarterback play for him with his older guys, um, you know, I think the wheels uh, can fall off when we get in the dog days of November and December with them. So it looks like these guys both set their lineups, and I'm looking at it. They both have projected 127 points. So should be interesting. Yeah, that should be interesting. That usually means it's uh, going to be a close one. So uh, that'll do it for us this week. Um, how are we, how are we doing on our off week and our bye week? What what are you gonna do? I'm probably gonna watch football. Yeah, <laughs> mm, I'm thinking pizza. <laughs> yeah, and uh, any plans for the weekend? It's, it's nice to relax, like especially after a win, like uh-huh. in years past. You know, uh, when the Ravens lose going into a bye week, it's like what's the state of the union of the Ravens? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm feeling really feeling good about good. them. Like I I can't wait till Ajabo is healthy. Mm. Andrews and Edwards get to rest up. Dobbins gets another extra week rest. Mm-hmm. Like once Dobbins and Edwards have that one-two punch, I think it's gonna be good. Who do we have the next couple of weeks after the bye? 
cake ass schedule. We come our first, our tune up game after the bye is the Panthers. Love that at home. Oh, I, should I we get we, tickets? Uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I had, but that weekend I had people coming into town, so I might mm. not be able to like tie yeah. one off. But uh, this weekend, finally, last of six weddings for me this year. Yikes! Uh, yeah, the wallet's hurting. Yeah, wallet's hurting. <laughs> uh, the intestines are hurting. <laughs> Like just very, my feet are sore from cutting rugs out there. You know, you know me and weddings and partying. Yeah, doing the robot out there. Yeah, but uh, it's gonna be a fun weekend nonetheless. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Have a great week. Go Ravens. Only way to go. And so.